It's just my honor to share with you a little bit today what I feel like the Lord had been speaking uh, to me personally at the beginning of this year, and I hope that it speaks to uh, you as well. So we trust that it will. So uh, the wind has kicked up. Let me get something to hold my pages in place here. All right. Yeah. So I'm a, I've said it before. If you hadn't heard it, I, I've, I was raised in a household of sports lovers. My mom and dad were, uh, and are still are big sports lovers. We enjoy sports. Um, I told the first service I was actually on the phone playing tech support for my dad yesterday so that he could get the, the right channel up on his TV so he could watch, uh, uh, the Bengals and the Titans in the playoff game. And so he wanted to see that. And so, but one thing about sports, um, a common thread for individuals, uh, who excel and for teams who are winners is that they all understand the importance and the value of being in the right position. So no matter what sport you're talking about, let's just say if it was baseball, one of the things you know about baseball, a pitcher's job is to put the ball in just the right position so a hitter can't hit the ball or uh, runners or batters are always trying to hit the ball so that they can get into what's called scoring position right in basketball uh, everyone's jockeying for position someone who gets in the best position under the basket they're there and they're able to get the rebound if someone's going to be shooting the ball they want to get into the best position so that they can make the basket if you talk about football one of the things you hear over and over again is that it is a game of field position if you're into auto racing you uh, which i'm not but uh but i know enough to know that in the qualifying round uh there they're, they're working hard uh, to finish first so that when the real race comes around, they can be in what's called the pole position. And that means they can be right up front uh, when the starting gun sounds. So position is extremely important throughout every area of our life. If you think about that satellite dish, maybe that sits on top of your house, you're not going to get a clear reception unless that satellite dish is pointed in just the right position. If you think about, have you ever rode in a vehicle and you had a really bumpy ride and you found out later it was because the tires didn't have those little bitty weights that you can hardly see. They were mispositioned. They weren't in the right position. In order to get a smooth ride, those little weights on your tires have to be in the right position. There's offensive positions when you need to be in a position to advance some things in life. There are defensive positions uh, when you need to defend against some things in life. And how many of you know when it comes to military victories and defeats, many times the deciding factor is which uh, army was in the best position uh, to, to win the victory. See, the key is knowing the right position to be in for the play or the formation or the opponent or the circumstance or the battle that's at hand. And not only knowing the right position to be in, but also moving into that position. Because if I'm out of position in any arena of life, how many of you know things aren't going to work the way that they're supposed to work? Think about a, uh, I don't know if you've ever had one. Fortunately, I haven't, but I know a lot of people have dislocated finger or dislocated shoulder. When you have a dislocated shoulder, it causes pain. It causes, uh, uh, it limits your mobility. It prevents movement. All of these things uh, persist just because that shoulder is out of position. And what could rectify all of those issues is by simply moving that shoulder over just a little bit and getting it back to where it's supposed to be. Getting it back into position. 
See, the power of right position can't be underestimated in any arena of our lives, particularly the spiritual arena of our lives. And I feel like what the Lord has told me this year is it's a year to get in position. Because many times the pain we experience or the immobility that we have in our life, our lack, our frustration, our dysfunctionality, maybe desperation, depression, defeat, or even death in areas of our lives are directly linked to the fact that we are spiritually dislocated in our lives. We are spiritually out of position. And the truth of the matter is that some things aren't going to advance Some things aren't going to be stopped. Some things aren't going to change. Some things aren't going to turn around, come to pass, or live again until we get into the right position. So my question today is, or the question the Lord had for me coming into the beginning of this year is, am I properly positioned in my heart and in my spiritual pursuit of Him? For what I'm facing, for what I'm believing for, for what I need to stop, for what I need to turn around, for where I need to see breakthrough, am I positioned correctly so that God can do what it is that I'm believing for Him to do? This is a year, 2022, where God wants us to get into position. So I want us to take real quick a look at what it may mean for us this year to get into position. Three things that we have to recognize if we're going to get in position in our lives. Number one, God has a position for my condition. If you're in the car, as all the preachers ask you to do, repeat after me. God has a position for my condition. No matter where I find myself today, no matter what the battle may look like that's raging in my life, it may be a battle that's been long-standing or it may be a battle that just came about Last week, it may be a very intense battle or it may be a very small battle, but no matter what it is that is going on in my life, the thing, the word that I have for us this morning that comes from God is no matter what we're facing, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're believing God for, no matter how long it's been, no matter where we want to go, we have to know that God has a a position for the condition that we are in. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the scripture says that there is no trial that has overtaken any of us that is not common to man. But God is faithful. Everybody say faithful. God is faithful and he will not allow us to be tried beyond what we are able. But with every temptation, with every trial, with every circumstance, the scripture says he's also made a way of escape. He's already made a way out. God already has a position for my condition. He has already prepared for you and I a divine position, a way of escape, a path of deliverance. A supernatural breakthrough. Can you say amen to that? How many of you know it doesn't matter where we're at today, no matter what's going on in our life, the scripture tells us that God's already made a way for us, already made a way for us to get out. God just needs us to get into a position in which he can move. And let me just say for a minute here, I'm not talking about works. So many times the enemy comes in, with, with messages or what we're hearing. And what we hear through our filter is, is that God needs me to do 
more somersaults and more <clears throat> more back bends and jump through more hoops so that God will be pleased and then God will move on our behalf. And when I'm talking about God asking us to get into position, I'm not talking about performing for God. I'm talking about aligning with God. See, God has places prepared for us that will be blessing and breakthrough and turnaround and protection and provision and revelation in our lives. And he's inviting us lovingly to know what those positions are and to step into those positions. And if we will align ourselves with him and we will get into the positions that he has prepared for us, then God is already doing what we need to have done in our life and we will step into it. It's performing for him it's aligning with him how many of you want to align with him in his word in 2022 we want to step into positions where impossibilities become possibilities how many of you know the scripture says with man it's impossible with god nothing is impossible from the non-functional to the functional from the broken to the restored from defeat to victory And we have to know that we serve a God who is a God of strategic positioning. Just think back through all the stories that you know in the Bible and think about how God brought about great deliverance and great victory. Let me just remind you of a few. Noah was positioned in a big boat. And because he was in that position, he saw his family saved. Baby Moses was positioned in a reed basket on the Nile River. And because of that, his life was preserved and he became the deliverer of the nation of Israel. Elijah was positioned by the brook to receive the supernatural supernatural provision of God. I'm not rapping up here. The sound is coming and going. You see my mouth moving? Elijah was positioned by the brook Cherith to receive the supernatural provision of God that was delivered to him by the ravens. How many of you know he needed to be by the brook? That's the position God said for him to be in because that's where the ravens were coming to bring his provision. Esther was a young Jewish girl that was positioned as a queen in a foreign land because God needed her there to bring deliverance to his people. Mary and Joseph were in a very unusual spot, but they were positioned in enemy territory in the land of Egypt when Jesus was just a baby to escape the sword of Herod so that our Savior could be saved. How many of you know that God is a God of divine positioning? Do you believe that God has a position for your condition today? How many of you know if He did it then, He'll do it now? If He did it for them, He'll do it for us because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just want to remind you of a story that's probably pretty um, common to you. But the story of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20. He was facing a situation uh, that was difficult and that was tough. And let me read you a couple of verses that kind of describes his situation. It says in Second Chronicles 20 verse 1, it says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Anybody have any battles in 2021? Anybody have battles that tried to follow you into 2022? Just know that you're not alone. But God has a position for our battle to bring us through and make us victorious. Amen. Verse 2. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. And Jehoshaphat 
feared. This was the king of Judah. It says he was afraid when he heard the news when, with the battle that was looming ahead. And this is what Jehoshaphat said. He said, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Have you ever felt like that in your life? Maybe you feel like that today. Maybe you feel like the battle that's looming or the battle that's raging in your life. You feel powerless. Listen to what Jehoshaphat said. He said, we feel powerless against this great multitude and neither do we know what to do. Many times if we were honest, that's the way we feel. We feel powerless and we don't know what to do in our situation. But he continues by saying, but, but our eyes are on you. See, Jehoshaphat realized that he was in a desperate situation and he didn't know what to do, but he turned to the one who had the position for his condition. Listen to what God said back into response to Jehoshaphat's cry to him in verse 15. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Get this. He just said, position yourselves. He said, I know it's a great enemy. I know it's a great battle. I know it's too much for you to handle. I know you don't have the power in yourself to handle it. I know you don't know what to do, but what I'm telling you to do is just get in position. And he said, if you'll get in position and you will stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. He was reminding them that if they would just get in the right position, that God would handle the rest. How many of you have experienced that in days gone by? When we line up with God, how many of you know God can handle the things that we can't handle? See, the victory in this battle was dependent on them aligning themselves with God and His Word for their situation. I believe that God is inviting us into a different place in 2022. I believe that God is saying to us that He has a better position for us to step into. It's one that will turn the battle. It's a position of alignment with Him. The Lord is saying that if we will get into position at the beginning of 2022, God will do the things that need to be done in our life. Can you say amen? I just, for myself personally during this fast, you know, this is the word that I really feel like that God has been speaking to me in so much of my time seeking the Lord and seeking him in his word and in prayer has been about him doing a deep dive into the inside of my life asking me to reevaluate and inventory the positions of my heart. You know, the scripture says that above all else, guard our heart. You know, so many times we're, we're looking for the work out here. And the work actually, I know you know this, I'm preaching to the choir, right? But the work has to start in here. So many times our heart can get dislodged or it can get a little bit hard or it can get a little bit deceived or a little bit misdirected. And our, our motives and, and our eyesight and our hearing can get a little bit 
off course. And God needs to come in and he, helps, he needs to help reveal to us what needs to change. And we need to get alignment within our heart. And how many of you know that if, if we'll come to God and we'll surrender ourselves to Him, that God will show us what needs to be repositioned and we get in the right position, then God can do what He needs to do in our lives. So not only do we need to know that no matter what we're facing today, that God has a position for our condition. Number two, we have to listen for God's position. I would say it like this. It's the coach who holds the playbook. It's the coach who tells the players where they need to be and when they need to be there. For your journey and my journey, for our circumstance and our dilemma and our battle and our believing for God's promises. See, it's God who defines the position for us. It's not me. The scripture says that we should pray, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. So how do I know what position I need to take in my life this year? We have to get God's word on our situation. The scripture says in Psalms 119, 105 that God's word is a lamp unto our feet. And God's word is a light unto our path. Psalms 1828 says it like this. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Do you know that he'll do that? It says that. For by him I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect, and the word of the Lord is proven. We need to know, we gain the knowledge to know the position we need to be in by hearing the word of God. The scripture says that Jesus is the good shepherd, and that we are his sheep, and that we can hear his voice, and we can know his voice, and that we are to follow his voice, and not to follow the voice of a stranger, but we're going to follow his voice. And when we follow his voice, and when we hear his voice, he will show us where we need to go. So how does God speak to me? You know this. God speaks to us both by His written Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And I want to talk just for a minute about two different types of positions that we will experience in our life. Number one, there's defined positions. That's D-E-F-I-N-E-D. Defined positions. And then there's divine positions. That's D-I-V-I-N-E. So defined and defined positions. A defined position is a general... I'm going to give you a definition. A defined position is a general positional truth that God has already spelled out for us in His Word. They're spiritual positions that if we will assume them and align our lives with them, we put ourselves in the right position. And we find them in His Word. How many of you know... God has taken the time to spell out for us positions that we need to come into in our life that will bring blessing and will bring breakthrough into our lives. These are defined positions that God has for us. A divine position is a more specific, unique, tailored position for my immediate situation. It's a prophetic position spoken by the Holy Spirit for my individual situation. Both of these are necessary, the defined position and the divine position. And what we find out in our lives is that a defined position will often lead us into a divine position. 
Let me say it like this. A defined position would be the Scripture tells us that it that we are to forgive. And if we forgive, then God will forgive us. That if we forgive, that it will, it will keep us uh, from being uh, tormented and we can be free. That would be a defined position. We know that we're to walk in forgiveness because the Word defines that for us. But a divine position in contrast to that would be not only do I know that I'm to forgive, the Holy Spirit may quicken me to a specific person and a specific incident that may have taken place that I may, de- may need to go to that person and, and, and uh, rectify that situation and make it right. That's the difference between a defined position and a divine position. See, de- God has given us defined positions in His written Word. Let me just remind you of just a few of these right here. I know that you know these, but... And when we're thinking about our lives this year and we're thinking about getting into right positions and allowing God to reposition us for what it is that we want Him to do and what He wants to do in our lives, just think about some of the things that we can so easily get dislocated from in His Word. A defined position would be a position of prayer because it says in James that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. There are positions of fasting. Scripture says in Matthew, this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. There's positions of praise and thanksgiving. There's positions of faith. There's positions of forgiveness. There's positions of giving. How many of you know there's positions of humility and submission? There's positions of obedience. Jesus said in John 14, he said that if we would love, if we love him, then we would keep his commandment. How many of you know that God has taken the time to put down for us in his word, defined positions that if we will allow ourselves to step into those places and into those locations, that we step under the umbrella of God's goodness and his protection and his provision and his deliverance and his help. If we will step in those divine positions. I think about two people being real close to the same position, but one of them being in the right position and one of them not. And you think about the two sisters who welcomed Jesus into their house, Mary and Martha. Martha was busy doing things for Jesus, and Mary found herself in the position of being at the feet of Jesus. And Martha was frustrated and she told Jesus, you must not care about what's going on in my life. And what Jesus told her was that Mary had found the right position to be in. And that because she did, it wouldn't be taken away from her. And that she would be blessed because she was in that position. How many of you know there are defined positions that God wants us to move into this year? But this year, we've got to know the word if we want to know our position. Do we hear God calling us this year to go deeper in his word? Because the deeper we go in his word and the more we keep his word before our face, how many of you know we're going to know the positions that God's calling us into? See, God is prompting us and he's inviting us to open his playbook for our lives. Remember what Jehoshaphat said when he looked at the situation that was too big for him. I read it earlier, but what he said was, we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what 
to do. He said he didn't know what to do, but in reality, if you read the verses following, he actually did know what to do. When he said he didn't know what to do, he was thinking about what he needed to do out here. But he already knew what he needed to do in here because he had defined positions that he knew and understood that he needed to step into. Let me just tell you what those positions were. In Second Chronicles 23, it says... That Jehoshaphat feared and he set himself to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Jehoshaphat assumed a position of prayer and fasting. Another position that Jehoshaphat assumed was a, uh, a position of coming to God's house. Second Chronicles 25 says, Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. He also assumed a position of praise and worship. In verse 6 it says, He prayed out to the Lord, God of our ancestors, You alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty and no one can stand against you. He assumed a position of faith. He began to declare God. We have no power against them. But God, our eyes are on you. So in one moment he was saying, you know, I look at this thing and I don't know what to do. I don't know what position to get in, God. I have no idea what to do. But at the same time, deep on the inside of him, he had learned positions that he knew to go to. And he began to go to those positions. He got in God's house. He got into a position of worship and praise to God. He got into a position of the, of the Word. He got into a position of fasting and prayer and seeking God. And how many of you know those are baseline positions that we should have ongoing in our life every day? But so many times life can pull us off to the side away from those things. But as Jehoshaphat began to assume the defined positions that God had called him to, it was out of that position that the divine positioning of God began to come. The Scripture says that in that moment, he was doing what he knew to do. God began to do what he couldn't do. Stephen, you can come on up. In Second Chronicles 20.14, listen to this. It says that then, when? Then. When he began to, to get repositioned, to get into the positions that he needed to be in, that God had asked him to be in, the ones that he could step into, that he knew that he could do, and, and let me just say that today there may be things going on in your world or in my world and it feels confusing and it seems dark and, you know, we're like, I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. We're looking for an outward plan. We're looking for an outward design. We're looking for something out here to do. And like Jehoshaphat, we may have been telling ourselves, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. But we do know what to do. God's told us what to do. He's defined for us positions that if we've moved out of those positions in our life, if we've gotten away from some of those things, and that's what this fast has been about a lot for me and areas that so many times subtly Suddenly we can get away from things and not recognize and realize that we're a little bit dislocated. We're a little bit out of position. You know, we're thinking oh, that doesn't really matter that much. And maybe it's the words of our mouth. The, the scripture that's been heavy on me throughout this fast is let the words of my mouth 
in the meditation of my heart. Be in the right position, right? Be acceptable in your sight, O God. If we will get before the Lord as Mary did and get at His feet, and as the battle may rage around us and it may be too big for us, may seem impossible, but we allow the Holy Spirit to invite us and invite us into those places, into those positions that God has laid out and marked out for us that we can do. You know, God, I think the scripture cricket used last week was that God's called us to be co-laborers with Him. You know, God chooses to involve us in His victories. He wouldn't have to, but He chooses to. He puts responsibility on us because it keeps us dependent on Him. So He asks us to do some things. And not as performance, but it brings us in alignment with Him. Think about a train on a train track, right? There's, but there's an engine. And if the cars will just be hooked up to the engine, the power's in the engine. The engine pulls the cars. The engine brings the cars to the destination. God's our engine. He's our power. He's our source. He's our supply. And all He asks us to do or He invites us to do is He invites us to come and attach ourselves to Him. And He gives us different ways to do that. And as Jehoshaphat began... He was the leader. He was at the head of the nation. And man, this was bad. It looked like death to many and captivity to the rest of his nation. And he felt the weight of that. The responsibility of that. He didn't want that for his family. He didn't want that for his kingdom. There are things that the enemy has launched against us. That we don't want those things in our life. We don't want that bondage and we don't want that chain. We don't want that depression. We don't want that division. We don't want that hopelessness. We don't want that sickness. We don't want that thing that the enemy is offering us, trying to bring against us. So in the face of that, Jehoshaphat found himself on his face in a position of seeking God. He found himself in a place of worshiping God. I'm sure his military advisors were going, what in the world are you doing? We need to get together. We need to strategize. We need to figure this thing out. Don't you see that the enemy is advancing? They're getting closer. This is going to be upon us at any moment in time. And he was just saying, hold on, guys. I got more important things to do. I got to get in position." I got to be connected to the one. I got to be pleasing to the one. I got to be in the presence of the one. I've got to hear the promise from the one. I've got to be empowered by the one. You know, the commands of God that we find throughout His Word. I said this in the first service, but, you know, for much of my life I grew up in church, but. For much of my life, I I felt like what I got at church. It was my perception. I felt like what I got at church and many times even at home through all that was good raising I had. But 
I heard the commands of God as being a burden. It was like, uh, you know, I've got to give or, yeah, I've got to obey or, you know, ah, I've got to read the Bible or I've got to pray. All these things, it's like performance-based commandments. But it wasn't until later in life that the Holy Spirit revealed to me, I'm sure it's something you already know and are already walking in, but if not, maybe there's one that doesn't, that the commands of God are not to be burdens on our life. They're to be blessings. See, the commands of God, it's kind of like when my boys were were little and they were learning to ride their bikes and they would ride them out uh, in our front yard. Uh, We have a a diesel shop right down at the end of our road. And so even though we live out in the country on a little road, there's a lot of 18-wheelers that come up and down our road. And I would give them a command, don't ride your bike out in the road unless I'm with you. And it wasn't because I was trying to be hard or mean or stern or take away their fun or just to see if they would obey me. No, it's because I had their best at heart. I wanted to help them. I wanted to preserve them. I wanted to protect them. In every position that God calls us to in His Word, from surrender to prayer to fasting to giving to forgiving, whatever it is, it's a gift. His commands are gifts to us. They're a gift to us that if we'll unwrap them, We look at the package and we think, forgive? (laughs) That doesn't look like very much fun. Don't you know what they did to me? Don't you know, don't you understand what happened here? And you want me to forgive? But God's saying if you'll unwrap forgiveness on the inside of it, it's healing for us. It's freedom for us. See, every command of God is for our good. It's a blessing. And when Jehoshaphat, I'm closing right here, when Jehoshaphat began to get into the position that he knew to get in, and he began to unwrap the positions that he could unwrap. Oh, time with God. Oh, lifting my hands. Oh, kneeling before the Lord in in surrender. It's like... No, I'm not putting on my armor. And no, I'm not loading up the chariots. And no, I'm not doing what everybody else thinks I should do. And, and it goes against my carnal mind. The Scripture says that the carnal mind can't understand the things of God. My flesh is screaming that you need to do this. And you need to handle that. And you need to go this way. And you need, you need to do all these things. And God is saying, you can be in that position or you can be in the position that I defined for you. And as he was in those positions, the Scripture says, there came a divine positioning from heaven. In Second Chronicles 20.14, it says, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. It says, The Lord says unto you, Do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And when he got lined up in here, then God gave him how to be lined up out here. And he gave him very specific positioning for the battle. He said this. He said, tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. You will not need to fight in this battle, though. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord 
who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. See, when I'm operating with the defined position, defined positions that God has called me to, there will come divine positioning for God from God. How many know we can trust Him? We can trust Him. We can trust Him. If we'll move to that space in here, if we'll move to that space, if we'll order our inner life, if we'll order our mind, not being conformed to the world, but being transformed. If we'll order our mouth by the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. If we'll sit at His feet, if we'll worship, if we'll give, if we'll forgive, if we'll be obedient, if we'll do and get into the positions that God's called us to, then He will come in a divine way and He will begin to work out what we can't work out here on the outside. He can bring that prodigal home. He can put that marriage back together. He can give us that job that brings fulfillment and contentment and purpose in our life. He can bring us into the destination and the promise and the dream that we have out in front of us. And many times those divine positions that God gives us, they're not going to make sense to us. I mean, I'm sure that the commanders of Jehoshaphat's army thought he was very foolish because the word of the Lord was, you don't have to fight. Just get in position. That's not much of a military mindset, but it is a God mindset. Because God has positions for us. And then lastly, I close with this. Not only does God have a position for our condition. And not only do we need to, need to hear what that is. Number three, we have to pivot then to that position. It's good to know the play. But it's even better to run the play. The Scripture says that if we're willing and obedient, that we'll eat the good of the land. Luke eleven twenty eight says, Blessed are those who hear the Word of God and they keep it. No matter how we feel or no matter what it looks like or no matter what everybody else is saying, when we know the position that God's called us to be in, then we have to make the choice to trust Him and to step into that position. The Scripture says if we'll draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us. See, our part is to listen for our position. God's part is to give His divine strategy. Our part is to move into that position and God's part is to intervene with His supernatural power and anointing. And then it's our part then just to step back and to give Him the glory. Let me tell you how the story ends. I know that you know how it ends, but let me, let me end it like this. Verse 20 of Second Chronicles 20 says, Early the next morning the army of Judah went out into the wilderness. And on the way Jehoshaphat stopped and he said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe in where He's called us to believe. Be. Believe in the position that He's asked us to undertake. And you will be able to stand firm. Believe in His prophets and you will succeed. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against them. And their enemies were defeated. Listen. Then in verse 24, it says, So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, 
So I find it interesting here that the lookout point is the place where they could finally see what was what was over the horizon. But in the verse before that, it said that God had already stepped in because they got in the position that God asked them to be in. God had already worked on their behalf. The enemy had already been ambushed and the enemy had already been completely defeated. So when they arrived at the lookout point, the scripture says there were dead bodies lying on the ground for as far as they could see and not a single one of the enemy had escaped. How many of you know that when we when we get into the position that God's called for us to get into, how many of you know God can supernaturally turn it around? Could I ask you real quick just to close your eyes? I know you're in your vehicle. But just close your eyes so that you can kind of focus for just a few seconds as we end right here. What is it possibly in your life or my life in this moment, even though we're on the church parking lot, even though we've been in a 21-day fast, even though we're church-going people, even though we're saved and going to heaven, what in our heart, what in our speech, what in our mind, what in our life may be a little dislocated that needs to be put back into position? God wants to help us get things in position. He wants us to get in alignment with Him. Because if if we get in alignment with His Word, His Word will work for us because His Word does not return unto Him void. He watches over His Word to perform His Word. Maybe, I'm just going to throw out a list here. Maybe the Holy Spirit would stimulate something. Maybe we need to move out of a position of bitterness into a position of forgiveness. No matter how much we want the position that we're in to be the right position, if it's not what God has defined as the right position, it's not going to change. Maybe we need to move out of the position of judgment on others in our life to a position of grace for them. Maybe we need to move out of pride and self-righteousness into a place of humility and submission. Maybe we need to move from a place of frustration to peace, condemnation to grace, doubt to trust, fear to faith, my weakness, a place of my weakness to God's strength. Because when we do our part, God will do His part. If you're okay with it, I just want to pray for us, for you and me. If you're okay with it, open up your hands to heaven. Father, we invite you in this moment, God, to come into our lives, God, we say, we open the door of our heart. Come in. God, we want to be in alignment with you. And God, this morning, you're lovingly, graciously inviting us to come near to you, God. And God, you're the best physician, God. You can, you're the best at taking that which is dislocated and relocating it. God, you're the best at taking the parts of our life, God, that are lives that are out of position, God. And when we invite you in, God, you get help us get things into the right position. You invite us under the umbrella of your grace and protection and favor and goodness and love. And God, that's where we want to reside. God, we want to reside as Mary did, God, at your feet. We want to assume the position, God, of surrender to you going into this new year. And God, and we, when we, we know that when we do what we can do, and when we do what you've asked us to do with your help, God, you will be the one 
that does the things that we cannot do, God. Just like as you did for Jehoshaphat, God. God, you will be victorious in our story, in our family, God, in our journey. God, we love you. God, we trust you. God, we look to you. God, we thank you, God, that you love us and you hold us close to yourself. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen and amen.